1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard As we reflect on another successful but nerve-wracking night for Scotland It wasn't pretty, but it was job done in the Faroes As Lyndon Dice's late winner kept a strong grip on second place The men's national team have now gone four games in a row Winning for the first time in 14 years Beat Moldova next month And the World Cup playoff spot will be guaranteed I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight A man who knows exactly what it's like to go to a World Cup In Colin Hendry and one of the most enthusiastic Scotland fans I've come across He was texting at 3 o'clock in the morning on Sunday Just getting over the Israel game and the holiday Job done last night? Oh, I mean the excitement was real for the full week uh, Even the game yesterday, like he says, it wasn't pretty But the performance was always going to be secondary last night And the result was the most important thing And thankfully we got there in the end And this team are starting to spoil us, Gordon, I think They are a bit, Colin, with regards to results I don't think anyone, anyone... Who watched the game last night can pretend it was pretty But ultimately it is a job done You look at that league table Second place is there for the taking And it's been a successful international break Yeah it sure has um, And listen it's been great It really has been great I mean I know the last two games Well the two games you got 45 minutes Second half on Saturday um, you got to look at that That's where Really, it's taken us into this position, you know, because we had to do well on Saturday. We had to win the game Saturday. We had to win last night. I know that, but it's never easy playing for Scotland, you know. It's not. 01419511025. It's never easy watching them either, <laughs> uh, believe me. I don't think we can go any further without wish- wishing you a belated 30th birthday. He's looking rough Ooh. for 30, Colin. I think we would it's agree. It's been a late night for you, son. Oh, but, tell um, me about it. We hope you enjoyed your weekend. Yes. Yeah, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. It made all the better on Saturday night. Managed to, to celebrate that win and. I feel, listen, I've felt 34 years, so it makes no difference what did, to me. What did, what did your partner get, your, your, your missus? Uh, I'll tell you what, mama, well, my late wife Denise, what she cl- got me. Close. Close. Yeah, I got some, some For nice For my 30th, my late wife Denise bought me a set of bagpipes. <laughs> Seriously? Seriously. And, and it was a surprise. Them? No, what I did as a kid, I played the chanter, which is the pipe yeah, yeah. piece. So I can, but I had to choose between football, playing for Keith in the Highland League, Tuesdays and Thursday night training, or the pipe band. <laughs> You'll get more so patriotic wrong, so by the week I by the way. Honestly. <laughs> Listen, I've got loads of stories <laughs> Yeah, just just when you thought the Braveheart image couldn't get yeah, any, any exactly. stronger I've got he the, bag, I've still got the bagpipes. bagpipes I'll bring them up next time You're a bit disappointed with your clothes now when we get I know, I wouldn't mind being a, a chanter That's yeah. a great title, that But, yeah, listen, I'll take the clothes It was nice clothes yeah. It was a kilt, by the <laughs> way Right, okay 01419511025 Pick up that phone And let us know what you made of last night to take us through it emotionally Did they put you through the ringer? Were you fearing the worst? Uh, how did you feel when that goal eventually went in And what felt like a 45 minute VAR uh, delay Give us your thoughts overall on the international break How that leaves us What we need to do better Because no one's pretending it's perfect Far from it um, But all your thoughts on last night On the international break And where we go from here Get them in right now 01419511025 Or Twitter At Clyde SSB uh, we are back with a bang to the domestic stuff this weekend Quite a significant game for Andy and his teammates So we'll maybe look at that a bit later on as well um, Colin, take us through last night then the, the, the first half in particular, clearly very disappointing is, is there now a bit of faith there though That this team will get the job done That perhaps has been missing? Well, I, th- I think if you read social media You'll probably think that what happened last night Because we certainly didn't win the game By 
most, a lot of people will. I would probably say mm-hmm. the majority have, have all come out and said that um, how poor it was, etc., etc., etc. Listen, it was all about the results. These two games it was all about nothing else. And at 45 minutes, go back to Saturday, half time on Saturday, I mean, you read social media again, it's oh, cascading mm-hmm. and the complaints, and everybody's having a go. Second 45, over. The three 45-minute periods we've played was outstanding. And, and, and the first thing I said to you guys today is, you know, when was the last time we probably played as well as that? Um, and that won us the important game on Saturday. We do the job done, as mm. everybody said about last night. And, yeah, it wasn't pretty. Um, I think the manager probably got it right. I think the, the change was taking Jack Henry off, McTominay back into the, the, the three and then bringing on McGregor. And I think that was mm-hmm. probably for me, although... In, a lot of Rangers fans on social media today have mentioned about Nathan Patterson providing the cross mm-hmm. for Lyndon Knight scoring a goal. So everybody's played the part, but it was—it's not easy, and it's never going to be easy because I think the teams that are the gimmies, and I think there are only really two gimmies in the likes of an Andorra or a San Marino these days. Everything else can give you problems, which is a difference from my day. Yeah, Andy, is context important? I mentioned this last night. Had last night's trip to the Pharaohs been Game one Or mm-hmm. game two of the group You go there You put in a performance like that You struggle to get the win People start worrying And think oh, oh, where, where are we going from here But context is important We just needed to win last night We got ourselves in a good position We had a bit of goodwill in the tank From the Austria game yep. From the second half against Israel <clears throat> does, does that make sense? Was it oh, all, no, absolutely. all about I mean, getting I, the win last You're night? talking about context If everyone in the nation was offered one win against 180th ranked in the world, Moldova, with two games to go. The full nation would have took it. And I mean, uh, you know, Colin talked about the sort of the lambasting of the performance. It was a bit lacklustre. It almost went slightly how I thought it would last night. I think there was a 20 25 minute spell in the first half where I thought, yeah, it really wasn't good enough. We never really had control of the ball. I thought defensively we were slack going forward. We never held it up, never really created any chances. But for the rest of it, I mean, 19 shots on goals, pretty high for an international match, 60-odd percent possession, but there were always going to be stuffy opponents. Denmark have ran away with this group. Eight games, eight, 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 games, eight wins, 27 goals scored, none conceded. It took them an 85th-minute winner to win 1-0 against 10 men, 10 men pharaohs. So like Colin says, none of these international games are going to be easy, mm. but at the end of the day, the result was always going to be the most important thing last night. Right, let's bring in Duncan and Clyde Bank, who's going to kick things off tonight. Duncan, what did you make of it? Uh, well, I thought the game was absolutely rubbish. We played <laughs> as bad as what I thought we were going to play after being so great against Israel. And my, my main point really is that why does Steve Clark keep leaving Nathan Patterson to the very last minute to be substituted? The boy was on the park with two minutes. He made two superb crosses and the second cross we get the goal from. And the other point is not a lot of the commentators were even mentioning that it was Nathan Parson that provided that superb cross for the goal. Well, we'll mention it if it makes you feel better. I think it obviously was, and it was a terrific ball, Andy. At that, we can always speak with the benefit of hindsight. When that team got announced last night, we in here we sort of didn't necessarily agree with it because people felt, well, Nathan Patterson gives you that. But yeah, y- you understood it. If you're going to go for it, how can you tweak your team to be more attacking? Swap out a defender and, and yeah. put in a winger. Clearly, in hindsight. Bringing Nathan Patterson on Did make a difference Because he He provided the Assist yeah, for the I was winner. very much in the same boat I think when I seen the team sheet I was slightly surprised Because I always feel like Nathan Patterson Is going to give you that Attacking outlet Down the right hand side But listen you could, you could still say It was a bold 
uh, bold move by Steve Clark. He put the onus on his team to, to be a bit more attacking within the game. But the most important thing was Nathan Patterson wasn't down. He was he was ready to come on and make an impact and make an impact he did. That being said, I still think that Ryan Fraser within the game, I, I seen he took quite a bit of criticism. I actually thought he'd done okay. You know, you're talking about Nathan Patterson. Duncan's talked about two great crosses he put in. He's absolutely bang on. Ryan Fraser put in a couple of great balls uh, in the second half as well. One where John McGinn sh- should score, break the deadlock. But listen, the most important thing is Nathan Patterson was ready to come on, make an impact, and make an impact he did. Ryan Fraser, I think, was selected to try and join up with Christie and Dykes. I think that's the reason. Not so much maybe supplying crosses or anything for the mm. two lads. I think this is where he was coming in from the right, but joining up and getting involved and putting, if they had maybe four or five defenders in there, you know, putting bodies in. Because there was going to be a lot of intricate passing and a lot of stuff in and around the mm. box. more A lot more of that than less for crosses, should I say. But if, and Nathan Patterson, of course, being a full-back coming into that position, you're automatically going to think, well, he's going to supply more crosses than when Ryan Fraser is. Mm-hmm. And and of course, that's why we, we get our goal. You know, it's it's a good, it's a cross, it's a great cross. Dykes is coming in, whatever part of his body it comes off, it doesn't really matter. But I think the the expectancy from Ryan Fraser was that he's going to be joining up with them rather than supplying you get, them. Get him high up supply- the pitch. Though, well, yeah, he's thing. going to be in and amongst them because he's got he's got good um, fitness levels, etc. Duncan, what have you made of Nathan Patterson over this international break? Because for for someone so young, he's come into the team, got the nod for a huge game against Israel, like. A lot of his teammates clearly had a difficult opening 45 against Israel Then was brilliant in the second half Then has to come on and, and provide the match winning cross last night what did, what did you make of the last few days for him? I think he's been absolutely superb He's just He just seems to be getting stronger and stronger Whether he's been playing for Rangers or whether he's playing for Scotland He just seems to be picking it up and Going in his stride basically There's nothing that seems to be actually challenging him It just seems to be Getting stronger and stronger at the position that he plays in. It's been fascinating, Andy, because I, in terms of, you know, what did we learn? What did we see? I, I knew Nathan Patterson could cross a football. And yeah. I saw him do it for, for Rangers last week. But like I said, that sort of the character side of it, you know, being part of a team that maybe doesn't need to defend a bit more than, than what Rangers do, and actually having a ropey period within a game, a big game where the expectancy is on you. And that's actually what's impressed me the most because it's probably the first time in Nathan Patterson's shot. Uh, professional career that he's had a rough spell a rough 30-40 minutes and, and, and been really tested but what he done is he played through it he was never safe in the second half he still tried to do the right things take the ball in tight areas play forward be positive and he played through that bad spell and made a big impact in the second half of the game at the weekend and like he says wasn't too down that he, he, uh, he was he, he was rested or dropped for the game last night and came on with, with only 7 minutes ago and made the made the telling impact towards the end of the game uh, Thank you Duncan it was lovely to hear from you let's hear from Stevie Clark he says it was always going to be tough he believes the players showed good character and belief to battle to the end Happy? You wouldn't you know to look at my face but uh, no no it was, a, it was a tough night we knew it would be a tough night it was the, it was the game we expected uh, big credit to the Faroe Islands I thought they were, they were terrific especially first half they really caused this one or two problems and I'm, I'm pleased my goalkeeper had the performance that he did have uh, safe, one great save and safe hands all night it just kept us from getting too nervous I think it's a group of players that have shown they've got the character to come away to difficult places and, and, and get a result for the country uh, they've done it before uh, and tonight was no different it's, it's a team that or it's a game that everyone thinks we should come in one comfortably but no easy games Took Denmark a long time to win here. Uh, anybody who comes here knows they've, they've been in a battle. 
we didn't play as well as we could first half. That, 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 that's definite. Uh, I thought we were much better second half. We were a little bit more aggressive with our passing. We tried to get behind them. We tried to cause them problems. So we had control of the game second half and eventually that, that led to the winning goal. Let's bring in Scott, who is either in Kirkcaldy or the Netherlands. I know that seems like a strange thing to get mixed up, but I, I'm not sure which one. But Scott, anyway, take it away. Even lads. Uh, no, it was just, I wanted to just bring up a point again. It's just the fact that uh, Scotland just, right now, they just didn't seem to give up, uh, which is always a good trait to have. The fact that they're going to the 90th minute every game now. And it, it does seem to be a club mentality that Steve Clark's installed into them. And uh, it's the first time for a long time, because I'm sure the guys will know that probably since even back to when uh, a 98 squad it's kind of like a club again and yeah it was just to see what the guys thought yeah has that been reflected Colin that there is a feeling and it's one of those things I'm not sure how you ever really prove it or not a feeling that Scotland teams in in recent years wouldn't have got the winner on Saturday mm. and wouldn't, wouldn't have got the winner last night do you feel like there is that belief yeah totally absolutely I, I mean there's quite a lot of comparisons you can make to um, and it's Scott Scott Fleming. You, Scott, you're the greenkeeper, aren't you? Out in Holland somewhere, or the golf course, or whatever it is, mate. You tweeted me today, so I'm thinking it's only you. If, <laughs> if Gordon said that to me, must but, be um, diversing. But uh, no, I do think that um, there are there are comparisons in relation to when when we played, etc., and everything else. Goals are difficult. Goals are hard to come by. I'm glad the present squad, the present team, are um, doing a, a bit better than what we did back in the day. Um, we always had enough to, well, obviously, to qualify for Euro 96 and the World Cup in 98. You know, we, we did have enough in, in, in respect to these two tournaments. And, yeah, it's, I, I think I did read a couple of things as well that some people are a bit concerned about defending, maybe the defensive side of things when um, we, we come up against better, better qualified and teams that are expecting to beat us. For example, like to Denmark, the game out in Denmark, how we... How we mm-hmm. We didn't defend as well as we should or as we could. Parts of last night, but again, I think you've got to give credit to the Pharaohs, although people say, Colin, you, are you right in your head talking about it like that? But that's what it is because they've came, they've made quicker leaps on than what we have. And as I said earlier on, there's only a couple of gimmies and likes of Andorra, San Marino. Yeah, Gibraltar, perhaps, Gibraltar, teams like yeah, that. Well, but you, you, a, you look at some true. of the results, Pharaohs, they're not even bottom of our group, Andy. And yeah. I don't want people to tune in and think, oh, that's something to be celebrated. That gives you a free pass. It doesn't. It's just to, just to remind people that it's shifted a bit. It's not the same Pharaohs team from, from the 90s or early 2000s. That said, we should obviously have done better last night. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll be disappointed with the with a performance because like we said we, we always feel as if under Steve Clark this squad's progressed progressing performances progressing results so they'll still analyse the game last night and see what they could have done a lot better and Colin's right I've seen a lot of people you know talk about um, Scotland as a whole can they defend games better Scotland have only conceded seven goals in this group that's eight less than Israel that's the reason we're second and they're not so I actually think that under Steve Clark we talk about progression the big thing for me is both boxes so see when it's tight games like last night you can keep it tight at the back and get a clean sheet and you could argue it's still early, but we've been crying out for a talisman for a long time. Lyndon Dyke scored four and four now in a qualifier. The last mm. thing that happened was in the 60s. So, you know, it takes a lot to 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 do that. So, I, I think both boxes right now, we're actually really, really strong. And I think when it comes point. out mm-hmm. to digging out games like that, we can win ugly as well. Um, Scott, what 
How do you look at the bigger picture? Because obviously last night was disappointing That's the thing I don't think there's a, a, a debate to be had about the performance level But Andy said it earlier on If you're looking for some perspective I don't think we'll find a Scotland fan In Clydebank, Kirkcaldy or the Netherlands Who would not have taken this position At the start of the group No, exactly I, Andy brings up a good point And I, I did say it to my flatmate uh, Last night Was the fact that Denmark, look at them, they're in their own league right now, but we've only conceded seven goals in, what, eight games, so when you're conceding less than a goal a game, technically, you're you're going to be in with a chance of finishing high in the group, so I think, yeah, I agree with the guys that both boxes will look, will look good, um, and you've seen that, obviously, with a winner um, on Saturday, but I just think the guys just seem to never give up and they, they just seem to know how to get it done now whereas squads going past they've maybe just fallen at the last hurdle every time so it is good to see Where did the, the ropiness come from last night? Why on our part did they get more chances than anyone was comfortable with? I think the biggest thing for me was control and we've praised Scotland's midfield a lot recently and, and deservedly so but uh, I thought the first half in Israel was the same not a lot of control within the game having the right time to put your foot in the ball and, and, and string six, seven passes together to, to just keep that bit of possession have waves of attack sustain a bit of pressure I don't think that was ever the case last night because Faroe Islands were actually very, very direct in the first half last night which was something I was surprised about but when they were direct and we picked up second balls, instead I, try to, I thought we tried to hit them too quickly on transitions, getting behind them, it was running through their goalie, and all that happened was just sustained attacks from them to start battering it down their throat again. And I think in the second half, I thought the midfield three, Gilmore, had, again, like the like Saturday, had a bit bigger impact in the game, got his foot on the ball, allowed us to keep a, uh, a bit more possession, and then obviously start to create a bit more chances. But that being said, I always feel as if a team's going to have a spell within a game, regardless of who you're playing, and when, when the team does have that spell, it's important you ride it out. And that's the reason we've got a, a top goalie between the six at Craig Gordon to, to be called upon when needed. Yeah, you know all about him and we'll talk about him later. Colin, what's your take on that side of it? Because the assumption or the hope after Saturday was that the return of Grant Hanley mm-hmm. would just make us even more solid back there. But we, we did give up chances in that first half. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not saying that it was expectant, but you've got to give you've got to get a, a bit of respect and a bit of credibility to the opposition. Although people say, "Well, it's the Pharaohs. yeah, but they have came on leaps and bounds. They've some of their players are at a decent level, um, and you've got to give them a little bit of credibility. Taking our eye off the ball a bit, how do we set a team up? Do we set a team up to defend, or do we set a team up to be offensive? Well, by the team that chose last night, it's all about attacking. But at the same time, you've got to keep the back door closed. And of course, you're talking about Craig Gordon and the save, I think it was in the 23rd minute, something like mm-hmm. that. Um, that's a World Cup yeah. winning save for any goalkeeper in the world. You know, it's, it just keeps us in the game. Scott, thank you very much. Have a good evening. That was Scott over there in the Netherlands, 01419511025. Keep your calls coming in. Uh, we're going to talk a bit more about Lyndon Dykes next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Colin Hendry and Andy Halliday are here to pick over Scotland's win in the Faroes last night. It might not have been pretty, but we got the job done. And it means second place in that qualifying group F is looking good. Beat Moldova next month and that World Cup playoff spot will be guaranteed. And uh, you wouldn't have... 
Imagine this A couple of years ago A lot of it is down to Lyndon Dykes The Australian Former Queen of the South And Livingston striker Because He's now scored in Four games in a row The first player Since the early 60s To do that For the men's national team And uh, Stevie Clark says He doesn't always get the credit He deserves He says the big striker Is a huge part of what they do They made a good choice Didn't they Come to play for us So No no Please with Lyndon I know, I know what I get off Lyndon I know, I, know, I know what he brings the team Sometimes he doesn't get the credit he deserves, but this run, of, this run of games and the goals that he's scoring, the important points that he's winning is, 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 is just is just part of the the whole setup. Everyone wants to be successful, and, and Lyndon's a big part of that. This is an important goal for us. There's no doubt about it. He's attacking that near post space well. It's, wasn't a dissimilar goal to the one he scored on Saturday when he got across the first defender, got the contact, and it went in. A bit nervous waiting on the VAR, but thankfully it fell on our side again. Very Scottish at times to focus on players' limitations and, and what they can't do and, and we get very frustrated about different things. For Lyndon Dykes to have scored in four consecutive games, we've won all four of them. We've won all four of them by a single goal. So that tells you how important his contribution has been. That's an incredible achievement. Every credit to him, yeah, absolutely. Um, if, he got booked he got booked last night. Yeah, he misses Moldova, and yeah. He'll miss Moldova, yeah. which is a shame. But... Uh, you know, he's really come into the side, into the team, and done ever so well. Really, And there's something, something to hang on to. You know, I mean, you could have chosen someone else to play for. Was it Australia? Yeah. I think you could have. But um, at least he's got half a chance of of uh, making the World Cup if we dispose of uh, Moldova. I, I, and I don't know if I love or hate VAR, Andy. I mean, I've told ultimately you. it went our way twice. But we did not deserve to be put through the ringer For what felt like half an hour last night And again, putting your Scotland <laughs> passport to the side If it was a neutral game It's just too long It's too, it's too, far long. too long Far too long And yeah. and you could see How nerve-wracking uh, was that way last night It was very nerve-wracking And I can see why they went through a number of replays last night To be honest Because at no stage did it seem conclusive If it hit his hand mm-hmm. or not But listen, we're talking about Lyndon Dykes And I agree he's not had the credit he deserves But I think it's right to say he has almost still been a surprise package because like, sure. like we said we've been wanting that talisman we thought with Che Adams uh, committing his future to Scotland we thought he could potentially be the guy he's, he's playing his trade in the Premier League week in week out scoring goals for Southampton but listen Lyndon Dykes has been the, the go-to man and like you said four 1-0 wins in a row getting the winning goal for all four of them I think Steve Clark touched on it and he's bang on his run for, for his last two goals were, were really really important and Hopefully that goal scoring run can continue But hopefully uh, Sorry Unfortunately Moldova's not one of them Because he's yeah. He's suspended for an arse shambles Yeah A booking Yeah well maybe get Colin Hendry's thoughts On how you cannot oh, challenge um, Imagine him Trying to challenge for a ball in there these days I'll give him I a few minutes I, to... wouldn't, I wouldn't be a player uh, okay. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be playing in present day football <laughs> If the Because the, the, the laws have been adjusted It's as simple as well, that look, he's, he's angry already um, we'll, No wonder We'll, we'll get, I mean, we'll get on. on to that a bit later on uh, Right you two are really you're, you're attracting a worldwide audience here. We went from Clyde Bank to the Netherlands. I think we're about to peak all time. That this could be my favourite venue for a caller location. Michael is in Bermuda. Michael, how's it going? How's that triangle? Uh, I'm great. Thanks very much for having my call. Michael, it's an absolute pleasure. You will be the first. I have no doubt about it, and probably the last person ever to call in from Bermuda. Um, are you, do you manage to listen to our madness often over there? Oh, that's why I'm phoning. I, I usually, you know, finish my shift and then listen to you guys and uh, just enjoy all the commentary and uh, the banter. I think it's great. It's a great show. And uh, 
I thought, you know what, I'm just going to phone that today. <laughs> Good on you. Can, can we be nosy before we get to the football? What does a Scotsman do in Bermuda? If you, you don't have to tell us if you don't want to, but I'm an executive chef, so um, I work here during the summer, come back during the winter, uh, and uh, yeah. That's about it <laughs> This guy's living the life Honestly I would not mind Visiting you over there Matthew That'd be brilliant Thank you, Michael You've Oh Michael sorry You're Michael. not getting an invite By the way Do you know what I was list. laughing at though Right so we're, Michael we do We do our notes Before the show What we could potentially Talk about And I've gotten my, my notes here That Moldova 180th in the world And straight after it I got That's below Bermuda In the, the world go. rankings It's meant to What's be What's the chances of that So you don't know his name But we're going over To Bermuda <laughs> For a team In the season Do uh, Michael you put us up Aye, no problem. Just, just, just send me an email. I'll look after you. <laughs> Good man. Right, back onto the football. Then, what did you make of it last night and, and over the last couple of games? Well, you know, I'm I'm one of those um, probably not very good Scotland supporters. I, I watch it and I think to myself, "Well, oh, here we go again, another ninety minutes of torture." But <laughs> on Saturday was probably the, the best Scotland game I've seen in a long, long time. Uh, it was it was just great to see, and it was great to see. And I'm full, and the, the the it was just a great feeling for Scottish football. At the end of that, right, we never score in the last two minutes of a game, never, and it was just awesome. And then obviously last night it was it was a bit nerve wracking, but um, we got there and there. You know, I've got no bad things to say. It's just you know I'm just kind of proud to be Scottish right now, and hopefully we're on on our way to more positive. Um, games going forward So Hopefully yeah, Hopefully um, And that's Colin Something that's formed Part of the discussion in the, the days leading up To the last few games Again Something we'll never Really be able to measure But you, you just wonder What impact Actually getting to a tournament's done What does that do For your mindset as a player Does it shift it Does it give you more belief Does that Does it add Even the time together Knowing Each other's game Knowing the manager Him knowing you I just wonder if You know Getting the job done Getting over the line At the moment is, is as a result of something having shifted It's it's great that Three months ago we were in the Euros I know it was in, in our shores And three months later We are on, on the verge of Getting into a playoff position for the World Cup And it, it does give you that bit of belief It does give you A bit more of an impetus In, in relation to Having came through Having challenged Having been in the big stage Certainly from a European point of view And on the verge of Get into the World Cup Although it'll be a playoff mm. But that's Michael you're a contented man there I can tell And that's really how Scotland is it, To a fan Should be contented That you know We're in this position Yeah that's a good word actually um, Andy I feel like as well When we've spoken about Lyndon Dykes Something that was really missing For a long time was Who is the talisman Who's, who, who can you hang your hat on To get you out of trouble and we had, we had really nothing for a long... I mean, a long time. since got, James yeah. McFadden... We've got, a, we've, got a, we've got a two or three now, I think. Yeah, two that, or three. that's the point. So, you know, now and then, I mean, even for a couple of games, Akechi Anya came into the team and everybody loved him and he, he did a good turn. And uh, James Forrest got that hat-trick and I think he had scored two in his previous yeah, game. I remember Robert Snodgrass went through a spell. And, and you maybe make a kick. But now, between Lyndon Dykes and John McGinn and then although maybe not goal scoring you just know you're getting a performance now from Billy Gilmore you know you're getting a performance from Tierney Robertson's in good form it feels like the this kind of strength and depth there is encouraging yeah it's like you said John McGinn's been a big talisman under Steve Clark as well I think I seen last night that 
that Kieran Tierney and Andrew Robertson have provided more than half of the assists for Scotland in the group stage. So we've got a lot of key players there, and it's important that the key players stay fit, healthy. But you talked about getting to a major tournament. That brings a lot of belief, self-confidence. But the big thing's experience. I think a lot of the players that played in that tournament in the summer, although we'd be disappointed with how the group stage went, they'll be better for that experience. And, and like you said, we're spoiled now. We are. We're spoiled because we're potentially, and it's a key word, potentially, mm. but we're one, potentially two routes away from two major tournaments in 18 months. Uh, Michael, I'm just away to Google Flights to Bermuda, so I'll be in touch, okay? Okay, thanks very much. Good man, that was Michael. Care, Michael. In Bermuda, honestly. Um, John's going to have to follow that. He's in the East End. John, how's the East End at this time of year? Uh, dark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, how you doing, Gordon, uh, Colin and Andy? Um, Good, thanks. Just, uh, see, when I watched the game on Saturday, right, first half, we looked a kind of a bit out of place, a bit out of shape, you we know, were kind of all over the place. It reminded me actually about like watching Celtic when it comes to the defence at times. Um, but then in the second half, we were amazing. We were awesome. We looked, we were first to everything. We were cut, okay, Gordon had a great save for the boys, Sahani and stuff like that. But other than that, we were pretty solid and we looked great going forward in every every department, right? Then we came here last night. Why did they change the team? Why? Did, surely, please tell me, they never just changed the team to accommodate Grant Hanley. Good question. Uh, Andy, what would your theory be? There's a couple of things, obviously. Um, well, first things first, to be fair, I think Grant Hanley's been superb for Scotland under Steve Clark, so I, I did fully expect him to come back in. Uh, I thought Callum McGregor would play. I'm not sure if... Um, Listen, Cal McGregor has played a staggering amount of games over the last three, four years, so I don't know if there was a, a, maybe an underlying injury there. Well, if or... you remember, he only came back <clears throat> to fitness for the last two Celtic games, I think, before the break, yeah. and if anything, the, the, he came back a bit quicker than people expected. And I before don't know that, that I think it was something like 60-odd consecutive games in a really, really small period of time, so maybe that was a, a reason why he didn't play. But out with that, I wasn't too surprised with the starting lineup. I thought Christie would come in, because I thought uh, the game against us really came in and made a a really positive impact. I think more for me, I was surprised at how late we were to make the substitutions last night, probably similar to, to Saturday as well, but that's why Steve Clark's in the hot seat and I'm not, because ultimately he got them right and, and the subs that did come on, albeit a bit late, made the impact that they did and, and got the three points on both occasions. What do you make of it, Colin? Because we, we kind of said that as we, when the team got announced last night, we had lots of callers saying, why is Callum McGregor not playing? And you know, why isn't, is Nathan Patterson not playing? On paper, they were they were small changes, and on one hand, Stevie Clark's the manager, so if it doesn't go to plan, he needs to to take the responsibility. Yep. But on the other, can we not be convincing against the Pharaohs with Scott McTominay in midfield and you know Ryan Christie yeah, off the be. front? Yeah, we, so. should, we should be, we should be. But I mean, Hanley's going to come back in because he's a fixture now. He's uh, uh, the the few games that recently Austria mm-hmm. missing on Saturday against Israel, even England at Wembley. You know, he's a fixture. He comes back, he plays in right in the middle of them three and that's that's end of story. That's not a discussion. Um, Fraser on the right instead of Parson, I get that because he was he was employed in that position to join up rather than supply because we're trying to get it. We've got to be as offensive as we can because we're expected to win that game. But at the same time, we try and keep the, the, the back door closed, simple as that. That's why they made the, the, mm-hmm. the change as well. As Jack Kennedy comes off, McTominay goes back in because he has to supply and get up 
Because we're, we're looking for a goal Towards the end John did we learn And it feels strange asking this Because we should have Good enough players To make changes And, and be better Against the Pharaohs But did we see how important That Gilmore and McGregor Partnership is becoming In midfield Yeah definitely And let me say I'm not being pessimistic here Because obviously We got the result Now it's fine I just felt That we looked like Second half So well So oh, we were We looked like a compact unit and then when they brought Hanley in and they brought in Fraser and they brought in Christie, albeit yes, we got the job done and that's great, but we we just looked a bit out of sorts again like we were in the first half on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And I know they made the changes, and like Andy says, yes, we were all screaming at the telly, make changes, make changes, because it looked like a bit stale and it didn't look like we were getting anywhere. But yes, uh, McGregor, Gilmore... I think Nathan Patterson's going to make a huge difference going forward. Um, obviously, Tierney and Robertson, again, like Colin says, they kind of like pick themselves. And the very fact that we've now got a system that we can get both of them in the team and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's all good looking forward and I can't wait for Moldova. And it's going to give guys like um, Nesbitt and Shea Adams a chance and maybe they make up, mm-hmm. make up a partnership as well. The fact that uh, well, I don't know, but Christie might be suspended as well. But certainly, um, for the very fact that Dykes and these boys are out for the Moldova game. Absolutely. So, aye, it's all, it's all looking good. Good man, John. It was nice to speak to you. That was John in the East End. This is a great time to get your call in because we're going to get some travel, and you could be up next. 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Andy Halliday and Colin Hendry are here It's 01419511025 To have your say on last night Or the last few games Or anything else that you think we've missed Pick up that phone I feel like we are just showing off tonight Seriously The, the, the venues that the callers are popping up from Stuart is in Dallas, Texas So we're really we're, we're getting around the globe tonight Stuart, what's your point for the guys? Hello there, hi there Hi, hi to the guys Hello uh, great to be on first time caller Good to have you So this is going to be highly unpopular Okay uh, But what I'm saying We need to tap the brakes on our expectation level And what I was doing this morning Just looking through uh, All the teams that are currently Sitting second in their group And you've got your Portugal, Spain, Czech Republic Them again Croatia, Poland I believe it historically The Scottish national team we are just is going for the glorious failure. I pulled a sickie yesterday to watch the game, <laughs> and I knew we would struggle, but I also knew we would get through because we can't get down at this stage. We're going to get to that next stage of glorious failure. Or am I just been pessimistic? What I've, do you think, guys? I think there's clearly a bit a bit of truth, and anyone who thinks we're, we're we're qualified for the World Cup is. All over the place, yeah. Andy Because at the, at the moment And it will change This is why I've not been Kind of advertising it too much At the moment We, we look like we would be A seeded team And the unseeded teams Would be Yeah, Czech Republic As Stuart says Norway, Romania Ukraine, Wales, Austria Good teams Nothing utterly terrifying But no. nothing comfortable either Far from it um, Yeah, we do, we do have a long way to go I don't think that's wrong Of Stuart to say that No, no, he's not And uh, no, listen, Stuart We know that we're three points Away from, from the playoffs But we still have that huge incentive for uh, being seeded for the playoff because being seeded for the playoff means it's a one-legged tie and you're guaranteed a home fixture. 
And you've mentioned some top teams there, but they're all seeded as well. So you're looking at the unseeded teams currently. Czech Republic, Norway, Romania, Ukraine, Wales, Austria. Tough teams, but on a one-legged tie at home. I still put, put Scotland in with a great chance, if that's the case. But well, that did, being said, did, it looks Serbian, as if we might we? need four points to, to stay seeded. Did Serbia. So, you know, Over there. Yeah, we were, fan- we were not fancied at all. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, Stuart, you, you might be right. We're not now going to go and qualify for tournaments forever just because we, we made the previous one. But people did say this in November as well. People did say, oh, it'll be glorious failure again. We've still to go to Serbia and win. And we did it. So is there any... Does this team not deserve a little bit more optimism? It's, it's maybe my lack of understanding about it. when you're talking about seedings. That's maybe a fair point. But if Andy Halliday thinks we'll get there, hey, I'm all on board with that. <laughs> there we go. No one ever listens to what he says, Stuart. But if, if you look to this, that's absolutely fine. No, look, I think that, that, that we definitely... We can't get carried away. But I'm also not sure anyone is. I think you can... No, what it is, Gordon, the manner of the way that we've conducted mm-hmm. some of the games or performances has probably kept us with our feet on the ground. Because yeah. we've not, you know, we've not been emphatic, we've not been steamrolling teams. We've had some great results, Austria and Austria, beating Israel on Saturday at home mm-hmm. from behind twice. Yeah. You know, that's that's character. That is character. And and, and you'll need a, you'll need a lot of that in abundance if we are the underdog come the come the playoff. Um sure is it Referred to as pulling a sickie in Texas That can't have been the, the jargon that you used Aye, no, I invented it over here So everybody <laughs> uses it <laughs> Good man, sure Well listen, stay in touch It was nice to speak to you for the first time Give us a call back, will you? You're right, just one very quick point it. it's, it's actually an observation You can always see or tell when Scotland are doing well When you get Rangers fans and Celtic fans Phoning in and praising the opposition you're, abs- you're absolutely right We sometimes unite each other But not very often It should be said And by the way Back Monday night We'll be, we'll be falling out again For sure But um, it's good while it lasts Thank you to Stuart In Dallas, Texas um, Brian's in Moss Park Which is a little bit like Dallas, Texas sometimes um, Brian What's your point tonight? Only the drama I um, It's just I think people are getting a bit euphoric It's like I mean I, I watched that game last night mm-hmm. Things about like English media They're sort of building it up too much I mean We were Basically, fair enough, was one out of the first ball, second ball, even third ball. I think it was done to pure nerves, but I don't know why we get so excited. I mean, I think it was probably nerves in our part, but certainly there's nothing. Okay, we'll, we'll get through. But euphoria is just unbelievable. I just I don't see where it's coming from. Well, what, what in particular? What, what's being said that you think is over the top or, or too euphoric for your liking? You're saying, oh, we've, we've done it, we're, we're, just, we're almost there. I mean, you've got to look at the performance. I mean, Sarah Wells, OK, they've, they've, they've got a couple of decent results recently. They only lost 1-0 to, to Denmark. Did you say the second thing? Denmark lost narrowly to Austria as well. But they're still a bottom-rated team that basically, and all, all said and done, dominated us for most of the game. I think you've got to, you've got to admit that. Uh, yeah, I think the problem is, Stuart, oh, the guys have just spent the last 50 minutes admitting that. Everyone has acknowledged the performance was poor and if you're going to take issue with someone saying that we're almost there, it's just a fact. That that doesn't mean that we think last night was good. If we beat Moldova, we're into the World Cup playoffs for the first time in a long time. So if you wouldn't describe that as being almost there, how would you describe it? OK, but what people are forgetting as well, it's not just a one-off a one playoff. It's like, I think there's going to be like semi-finals, mm-hmm. finals as well. So I think there's a few games that's got to go through. And I think I, I'm, I'm hopefully just putting down last night to nerves and maybe I'm just... a 
He watched everybody knew it was going to be a tight game last night. It was going to be nervy, but I didn't realise it was going to be so bad. Yeah, I wondered about that, and we we discussed it earlier. Does it come from an expect? Colin Howe Because there won't be There are not many games As a Scotland player Where you go in As like overwhelming favourites And not only no. favourites But expected to win By multiple goals Don't concede any Don't even give up Any chances Is that Is that what it, Is that what we witnessed well, A no, team that looked like They were They had forgotten That they might actually Need to keep the back door Shut at times Yeah well we weren't Just at the final hurdle Because we have going to Hopefully beat Moldova Then we're in the playoff And we've got that To contend with But there is going to be A nervousness Because Prior to the weekend just gone We were talking about how well we did against Austria And then we beat Israel at home We beat the Pharaohs away We've done that We've not done it maybe too convincingly But you've got to be euphoric And to the extent I was euphoric last night But I was also nervous Because having been involved in the situation like that myself Playing for my country against Pharaohs It's not that easy It's not easy at times Andy I think the, the language we use We can argue about it all day Whether there is euphoria Genuinely or not Or whether people are Just acknowledging It's the first time We've won four games in a row For 14 years Yep <clears throat> In the summer It was the first time We'd been to a major tournament For 23 years We're yep. on the brink of A runners up place A World Cup qualifying A, a playoff again For the first time In pff, A long long time So you kind of set your own barometer you, you set your own expectations We can't change where we've been Lots of it was was rubbish that's that's what we're competing against We're just yeah. trying to get better And those facts, stats Suggest that we are And success and progress Brings expectations And brings bigger uh, hope for, for times to come And you mentioned you know two key stats there First time Scotland's won four, four times in own 14 years Getting to a major tournament A lot of that is down to when games are, are ugly And you're not playing well You grind it out and win Scotland have never been that team Certainly since since as long as I can remember you know, nine times out of ten, if Scotland don't play well in the past, they don't get a result. And like you said, I think everyone's right to to maybe be disappointed with how the performance went last night, but ultimately the result was always going to be the most important thing. And I think it's a good sign that the Scotland team can win well, like they did at Pharaohs at home, 4-0, albeit mm -hmm. being the Pharaohs. But when they're not playing well like last night, they can grind it out and get the 1-0 win in the end. That's an interesting point, Brian. When Celtic or Rangers grind out a win against Hamilton Ackies or against Ross County... Uh, we're told that it's great It's the sign of champions That you can win when things aren't going well Do we not afford the national team the same credit? Yeah but I don't think Even when that happens The Celtic Rangers I don't think it's a level What I watched last night To be honest I don't think it's I think Celtic and Rangers Might not play well But they'll probably dominate They'll dominate the play The last point I'd like to make Is I think without Craig Gordon I think we'd certainly be um, Struggling to get second place After a couple of great saves last night I think he would pay a gratitude for last night's performance. Yeah, he'd be very good. Yeah, Brian, listen, to be fair, you're right. I, I'll take the old firm games, for example. So, Rangers at home to Motherwell two or three weeks ago, dominate the play, draw one each with Motherwell. Celtic away to Livingston, dominate the full game, get beat 1 0 away for Livingston. You'd still rather what Scotland done last night. You'd still rather a poor performance and grinding out the 1 0 win at the end because the three points is what was needed. It's a strange one because I. I, I know it was rubbish last night And I don't know if people want you to keep saying it Just so that you, they, can, they can't accuse you of, of getting carried away But by every sort of measurable statistic We, we did actually dominate I know it was bad yeah. But we had 67% possession to 33 19 attempts at goal to 9 8 on target to 5 7 corners to 1 I'll and repeat it see, We were rubbish But that's, that is a dominant see if we performance played, See if we played brilliant last night And drew 0-0 
What do you think we'd be saying here today? It's not good enough if we don't get the result. We'd be going through the problems. We'd be going through the issues. That's what we'd be going through. Thank you to Brian. Let's see if we get a dominant performance or a lucky win on this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the slash football. Right, beat the pundit time. Andy Halliday lost his crown last week. He'd been unbeaten for so long. He came crashing back down to earth. Colin Hendry, you've played before one out of one, I think. Yes, that's right. 100% record this yep. guy. Let's see what you can do tonight. 0141 951 1025. And you need to get your call in before 7 o'clock. Tackle the headlines. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. It's time for Colin Hendry or Andy Halliday to show us what they're made of on Beat the Pundit. If you want to keep your calls coming in on the Scotland game last night, the Scotland international break as a whole, or anything else that you think we've missed it's a great time to phone 01419511025 and hopefully we will get to you after this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish Sun.co.uk/football. Trying to remember the scores on the doors this week. I think the pundits are fine. The pundits are two from two last week. Partly down to you. The yeah. pundits got an absolute pasting last week. The listeners were well on top. So let's see what David in Renfrew has got for us tonight. How's it going, David? Yeah, I'm not bad. How are you? You don't personally know Andy Halliday, do you? No, no, no. That's fine. It's just I feel like every Wednesday um, when he's on, we get like a lot of people phoning in, like your mates and stuff, trying to to bring you down a peg or two. And I know you're you're, you're from that neck of the woods, aren't you? Or, or yeah, I moved to Renfrew when I was maybe uh, twelve, thirteen. Yeah, that's fine. I was just checking. That's fine. We don't know, David. That's all right. Heads, it will be Colin Hendry though, uh, and tails, it will be your fellow. Renfrewman Andy Halliday Let's see what we've got Back to form It's tails Andy Up against David The Renfrew Derby So let's Give Andy some Clyde 2 To listen to So that he doesn't know What's going on in here David 30 seconds Just answer as many questions Right as you can yep. And if you don't know You pass and move on To the next one Alright No problem Let's go 30 seconds Starts now Name the only team Scotland haven't beaten yet In our Qatar 2022 Qualifying game which side did Charlie Mulgrew join immediately after leaving Celtic? Uh, Blackburn. Which Rangers manager signed Sonia Luco and Carlos Bocanegra? Walter Smith. Theo and Lucas Hernandez are brothers who play for which international team? France. What nationality is Livingston goalkeeper Max Stryek? Uh, Czech Republic. Who has more caps for Scotland, Ryan Christie or Scott McTominay? Thank you, um, Okay, did we, do you want me to continue that question, Producer Callum? He's saying yes, okay. Uh, which SPFL side did Christian Daly start his professional career with? Tomanuk. Okay, let's bring back Andy Halliday. Andy, can you hear us? Yep. Same set of questions to you. 30 seconds on the clock, and your time starts when I turn the paper over. Now, I mean, the only team Scotland haven't beaten yet in our Qualifying Denmark. group for Qatar Which side did Charlie Mulgrew join Immediately after leaving Celtic Aberdeen Which Rangers manager signed Sonia Luco and Carlos Bocanegra Walter Smith Theo and Lucas Hernandez Are brothers who play for which international team France What nationality is Livy goalkeeper Max Stryek Serbian Who's got more Scotland caps Ryan Christie or Scott McTominay Christie Which SPFL side did Christian Daly Start his professional career with <sighs> Pass. And which Motherwell player left the club by mutual consent this week? Lawless. Okay. Do you think you've done enough, David? Uh, I'm not sure. I thought David was pretty good. I must admit. Let's go through them. The only team Denmark. Oh, I've given it away. The only team Scotland haven't beaten, I should say, is Denmark. You both got it. One all. Charlie Mulgrew uh, went to Blackburn. 
after oh, Celtic. Was it back on? I thought you would know that, pal of yours no. and all that. Uh, 2 1 to David. None of you. Both Rangers fans. Ali McCoyst. Is that Ali McCoyst? Sonia Luco oh, and Carlos Bocanegra. So David stays up by one. Theo and Lucas Hernandez both play for France, both got it. What nationality is Levy goalkeeper Max Strike? He's Polish. None of you got it. No. Who's got more caps for Scotland Ryan Christie or Scott McTominay You both went Ryan Christie The answer's Scott McTominay He's got three more 28 to 25 Um, 28 caps Scott McTominay Yeah Uh, Christian Daly started his professional career with Dundee United Dundee United Mm. None of you got it As it stands David's one in front But Andy got one more question Which Motherwell player Left the club by mutual consent this week It is Stephen Lawless so Andy pulls oh. level Which means uh, We're going to a tiebreaker <laughs> Which is quite something um, Right David Here's the way it works I read the question out I will Get Andy to write his answer down And I'll then invite you To give me your attempt Okay Yeah no problem Question Is this How many countries From UEFA Are competing to qualify For Qatar 2022 Be quick please Write it down Sorry Question again So how many countries In in UEFA are trying to qualify for twenty for, for Qatar twenty twenty two. What do you not get about this? Um just in, in Europe, how many countries are aye. trying to qualify? Um write it down. Show me your answer, please. Okay. David, what would you go for? Sixty four. David's gone sixty four and he's uh, gone fifty. I've won that all day, David. You think so? Aye, I think so. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think yeah. maybe slightly more than 50 Maybe 53, 54 The answer's 55 oh, So 55. Andy Holiday has done it uh, I thought the two of you would be right up there With your knowledge of all things 55 And all that That's all we've heard from uh, <laughs> David and your fellow Rangers fans On the phones for the last few months um, But not tonight I'm afraid David Hardlines nope. Cheers All the best David Good man You've burst his bubble I was worried about that question Why? You told me in the office we were talking about something you you knew an hour ago you knew there was 55 teams trying to qualify did I? I promise oh, you Moldova the Moldova thing yes because I said there were I said there were like 48th or something ah that's right so I was worried How'd I still get I still got that wrong he still got it wrong I felt bad for Andy because, uh, was it Andy on the line? David David so I'm getting the names mixed up I felt bad for David because I thought oh no Andy knows this on the nose because you mentioned to me earlier I think I said something like Moldova were like 48 from the world and, and you said there's there can't be much, many much more that's right honestly nah, you still got it still wrong got it but wrong. you got Incredible. there in the end so there we go uh, you take that back to winning ways bit like Scotland last night exactly winning, winning ugly. and again it wasn't, it wasn't pretty but we've got back listen I'll be back don't you worry about that yeah. unbeaten again for I, still think, I still think it was ropey by your own standards but yeah, yeah okay We'll see how we get on uh, 01419511025 If you want to get your calls in uh, We are on Twitter at Clyde SSB um, We are on Twitter like I say Oh Black Arthur's on He's sent us the, the updated table He's full of stats These guys He's telling me that Contrary to popular belief Seven of the last ten games Have been ahead Really? I'm a changed man but It's we only a Wednesday It's tails. We were back to tails tonight um, The only people Really with 100% record Well there's still a few But not many have played very often um, So yeah We'll keep an eye on that I don't table. think I've played That much That's your fourth uh, I don't three, think three, out, that much. three out of four wins um, So there we go Johnny Alcatraz is on Twitter I'd argue we've got a harder group in England We're only three points behind their total We need to get to the stage Where we get over the scar tissue And believe in this group They are delivering 
on Scotland he says We're about to speak to Barry Let's hear a bit more from the manager No, we're in a good position But we've worked hard to be in this, this position uh, It hasn't come easy 12 points It's, it's difficult to win four in a row and it, Any level, but especially at international level So it's a big 12 points uh, We're not going to take well eye off the ball We know what we have to do next month and We'll try and get the three points That secures the second place uh, Hopefully we can do it in Moldova I think it's not a case of things going our way it's, it's us working really hard to make sure that things go our way We're on a good run We're pleased with six points for this camp It was a tough camp Like you say, four wins in a row is good But it's difficult to do four wins in a row But we, we need to go to Moldova and make it five So we're not getting carried away We understand what we have to do We understand what's in front of us And, and that's what we'll focus on next month We'll enjoy the six points that we've taken from, from a difficult October camp And we'll look forward to November Let's bring in Barry and Rob Royston Barry, what's your take on last night And maybe the last couple of games? Hi guys, uh, first time caller as well um, uh, So no, I just want to say hi to all these um, So no, the reason I was phoning I was listening to some of the, the, the previous callers And you know, just still a wee bit of negativity And like previous kind of years gone by Like you know Scotland Last night's game's a perfect example We would have played that game and lost that You know even regardless if it's fair away Or not who are now a full time team And I think people forget that as well A lot of these players these, these well, supposedly smaller countries, they're all up and coming now as well. You know, they're probably looked at other these countries, what they're doing, they thought, you know what, they're going to try and implement something like that. So everybody is getting better. But from Scotland's point of view, the fact that we still came away, never played great and got a result, see, see the belief that must be in players, knowing themselves, you know what, we maybe weren't at our full potential, but we still came away with a victory. I think that can only set us in good stead. And then even going back to the game on Saturday, um, against um, Austria Get last minute goals that, that never ever happened with Scotland before So I just think the belief The whole feel good factor And I was, I was saying to the, the caller who I was speaking to Before I came on I was actually down in um, England for work And um, sitting with some uh, English fans last night And even the, kind of, the praise that they're actually giving us as well you know, so I just feel like There's still that bit of negativity But I just wish everybody You know, like the Take the positives for the game. We never played well, and we still get the results. You know. Yeah, I think it's ingrained in us a little bit, Andy. Um, like anything, it's, it's probably just about about balance because people who are happy and who are acknowledging progress and acknowledging where they're accused of getting carried away when when maybe they're actually not, and then other people want to try and and sort of balance it out and make sure everyone realizes how poor we were last night. Yeah. And maybe a bit. Um, Maybe I'm getting a bit romantic here, but you know what? It's football, and, and see if your team wins. Just try and enjoy it because the disappointments will be along before. Well, listen, before Scotland long. fans of my generation have watched maybe 10, 15 years of not playing great, not getting results, and not getting to major tournaments. So now that we've actually got progression where we've winning four games in a row, some of the performances have been really good, like we're talking about Israel on Saturday in the second half, and we've hit a major tournament, and again, we're potentially one win away for getting to play playoffs for the World Cup. You can't. I can't apologise for getting carried away because I think that, that Scotland, Steve Clark, and the players have, have got the nation in a good place at the moment. Maybe just maybe as years of scar tissue as the the, the tweeter said, Colin, and, and maybe it will take a while. But you know, to people who who want to keep a damper on things or, or to remind us, you know, a lot of the talk in the summer was ah, we only made it on penalties. You know, we scraped through, or, or it was the nation's doesn't league, matter. and doesn't, and it doesn't matter. And now it's. Yeah, we might be setting, but we're hopeless against the Pharaohs. And it, 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 exactly. So eventually, we're going to need to stop saying stuff like that and, and yeah, kind of just embrace. Maybe, maybe where that's we're at. languishing in the back of the twenty-three years or whatever that we've not. And I may, I may say that there's been some good players in that 
generational. Mm-hmm. You know, Barry Ferguson comes to McFarn. Darren Fletcher. Fletcher, you've got so many players, you know, that have missed the opportunity. Um, but I, th- I think the good thing is now is that we've got, you know, when that team sheet comes up and it won't, obviously Dykes won't start against Moldova, but you've got a good six or seven players mm-hmm. that's going to, you know, I'm just r- rattling them. Craig Gordon, Robertson, Tierney, Hanley, definite for me, that one. Mm-hmm. Gilmore, Dykes. So you've got six six players, that's more than half the team, that you're looking to pin all our hopes on and then everybody else is fighting mm-hmm. it for a place. Barry, this is completely anecdotal evidence, right? I, I'm not trying to um, over-exaggerate Super Scoreboard's place in the Scottish football world. However, I've done this job for about four years, and when I first started doing it, International weeks were very quiet And people weren't that bothered And tonight You're probably the sixth First time caller we've had on People are phoning in from Dallas, Texas And from Bermuda And from the Netherlands And this show's been on for a long time But now you're phoning up for the first time I do just feel like there is a little bit of a different Buzz about the international side at the moment Would you agree? 100% 100% And the point I was just going to allude to But Andy said as well I'm 40 year old And I kind of grew up My first kind of um, Kind of memories Is like maybe the 1990 um, World Cup You know When we were there In Italy um, And then obviously Went to France And went to Euros And things like that You know So then they go that length of time um, That we've went Without actually Competing in these tournaments And my son Who's now 14 Who is You know Just over the last Few months Everything is just it's just a proper feel-good factor just for everybody just now. And that's how sometimes I get a wee bit like, you know, let's let's ride this wave of positivity just now. Let's try, you know, like, look where we're actually going, what we've got in front of us, you know, and just enjoy it. Yeah, I think there's always got to be room for that, Andy. Whilst acknowledging we're not there yet, we've got limitations, we need to keep getting better. Last night wasn't great, but I was at Hamden at the weekend... The amount of young kids there, possibly for the first time, the amount of families, it was a sellout, the atmosphere was incredible. It's not healthy to go around all of them and say, by the way, look, we're actually not that good. Come on, yeah. calm down. Like, you know, we've got just that there has to be room for a bit a little bit of football joy in your life when it when it gets better than it's been for twenty three years, you enjoy it. Again, that's not to say you get carried away and make out that we're better than we are. Um, but we've we've had a tough road, so maybe try and enjoy some of this. Yeah, and you weren't the first one that told me that that told me that the the atmosphere on Saturday was one of the best they've experienced. Why? Because we know what's on the line. We knew how much that three point is, three points is. And and Barry mentioned it. My main Scotland memories growing up were, you know, James McFadden away to France, France at home, Holland at home at Hamden. Ultimately, we got the same amount of points for that game than we got for the Faroe Islands last night. And at the end of the campaigns, we never got anywhere. We never got any show for the memorable wins, except for just memories. But the results that we're getting just now, the Austrias, the Faroes, whatever it is. We've actually got something at the end that the, the players are trying to work for. Because on the back of France came, so Geor- you, you, so came, Andy, came you, Georgia, you know. And, Andy, Whereas you, you can't remember me, no. Ninety-eight, no. It's, it's, it's Seven-year-old, a, a tad, a tad too young. Listen, I, I, I've certainly watched the games and I've watched a lot of highlights from it, but I don't remember the actual experience and phenomenal the, 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 the togetherness that we yeah. experienced in the summer with mm-hmm. the nation and the, the squad getting. You've never seen the music video for Delamitri's "Don't Come Home Too Soon." No, I'll you show you that show in me? a break. I'll show you that. You, <laughs> you ever right? Put it this way: all your wildest dreams are about to come true. Picture it: Colin Hendry, Scotland top, grey joggy bottoms, doing keepy uppies. Yeah, he's playing the bagpipe. No, he's, he's doing keepy uppies through Presswick Airport. What what more could as anybody a, want as a source of entertainment? Different class, seriously. But Brazil did that. The and then I can't remember. Which yeah, they did the, the night they, one, did, didn't they? they did the proper one. <laughs> we would just take it. Yeah, 
I can't even say that on radio sorry. <laughs> Honestly It's brilliant uh, Thank you Barry For some positivity That was Barry and Rob Royston I think we've got time for Ross In Pollock Hi Ross uh, Hi Gordon Hi Colin And hi Andy um, Should I say or Should I say sorry The Hydro star Andy It was some night Andy that was I know it, was a, um, it wasn't bad was it <laughs> I'm just happy um, he talks just, to us wee people in here now Ross That he's, he's hit the big time oh, Never He's hit the big time That's what it is No he's done the hydro I mean he's a big star now um, No I just want to talk about the game last night It wasn't a great spectacle But I think as a Scotland fan Where we are now Is last night Any Scotland fan would have took three points No matter what the score was And I think last night We're sitting here with three points And we're a step closer to where we wanted to be What did you make of why then Was it always going to be like that Last night Ross Were we always going to have to Just settle for it Or, or did we Get some things wrong On the evening um, Well I, I said before the game I said I, I was expecting 4-0 Scotland And I thought we were going to go there And take the game And I felt that Last night We were up against it For the word go I, I don't know if it was nerves Last night or, or what it was But I think The only thing Steve Clark got wrong For me was I felt like Nathan Patterson was a, a dead cert to start. And when he wasn't starting, I did feel a bit like, like, okay. But I think when Patterson came on, I think he gave us that cutting edge. And I think that's the only thing I think I can I can take negative from the game last yeah. night. I mean, I'm sure Stevie Clarkson knows this. He doesn't need me to, to point it out, Andy. But in case anyone was in any doubt, did it, did it maybe highlight just how... Um, how effective the modern day attacking fullback is where, where they are an attacking threat in their yeah. own right And to make yourself more attacking You don't actually need to play a winger there or you don't need to, It almost reminds me of the argument of um, We need to be more attacking so we must play two strikers You know, It's not that, it's not that simple Modern fullbacks, if they're good at what they do they, they provide you a specific attacking threat That is useful You don't, you don't need to put someone else in their place Actually I think in modern day football If, it's, if a fullback's as good if not better at defending they are attacking they're worth 100 million because you look at fullbacks across the world right now and it always seems as if it's more what they're doing the final third of the pitch assists, goals you know creating chances and, and listen Nathan Patterson in his, his, uh, his short Rangers career he showed that he's got that attacking intent the first half against Israel on Saturday is probably the first maybe rough spell he's had defensively but he's not really asked to defend that much when he plays for Rangers but he played through it like we said I was probably a bit surprised that he never played last night uh, we might actually be analysing the decision to start Ryan Fraser a little bit differently if the Faroe Islands chance gets in because it almost comes from his sort of lack of defensive awareness allowing the, the man to nip in front of him to have the shot but like I says, I can still see the reason why Steve Clark went for it and the, and the most important thing from Nathan Patterson was he stayed ready he stayed, to, uh, he stayed aware that when he came onto the game he made an impact and he did so because you'll recognise that I'm sure Colin we, we speak about 98 and you guys are held in such high esteem the fullbacks then were first and foremost you're looking at keeping the ball out at one end and of yes. course they got forward but you're looking at defensive capabilities first but when we've got Robertson on one side it, does does Patterson provide a, a good balance on the other? Yeah I think so but I think going back to the manager's selection last night I think there's a lot of food for thought that he will now look at that he'll have learned a lot Stevie Clark from last night in relation to Saturday starting Nathan Patterson leaving him out bringing in an even more offensive player in Ryan Fraser and not really working and you're better the devil by keeping mm -hmm. the defensive type because, yeah, the, the, the balance is, is as good as it can be, you know, for Scotland um, with the two left-footed lads that we've got down the other side. So I think there'll be a lot a lot of thinking from Steve Clark. He'll be, he'll be analysing mm -hmm. that, what he did last night, his selection, and thinking, you know what, even though we need that offensive side to us, we've got to rely, rely 
on these players and you know yeah, Nathan Patterson's got a bright bright future thanks um, Ross hopefully we'll speak soon that was Ross in Pollock I've got a good full time teaser for you to get your pen and paper ready you can play along at home and more calls next as well taking your calls on Scottish football 0141 951 1025 this is Clyde One Super Scoreboard it's time for Andy Halliday and Colin Hendry to put their minds together on this full time teaser uh, every night at this time About half seven We give the guys a question That you've sent in And we try and see If they can come up With the answers Between now And the end of the show So it's always a bit of good fun And if you want to Hear your question used The address you need full time At Clyde1.com Crazy Pony Sends quite a lot in He's been on Since the millennium He says 11 players Who've played for Celtic Or Rangers Have scored a goal In the Champions League For a club that are in the Champions League this season Okay, quite a lot to get through But I think once you, once you get going Since the millennium 11 players who've played for Celtic or Rangers Have scored a goal in the Champions League For a club who are in this season's Champions League Does that make sense? Yep Since so 2000 Yeah, so a few kind of obvious ones that might jump out That's, good, that's actually a great question uh, Paul Lambert? No Chris Sutton? Dortmund, no 97 he won it wasn't it oh, Chris sorry. Sutton is Chelsea. Not one of them Didn't score Champions League There'll be a few from that era though mm. Try to think so You I think there'll be a couple maybe When you were at Rangers here I'm looking at the list Maybe What year was that again Michael Moles No He hasn't scored for a team In this season's in Champions present. League So you've got to, you've, You're matching these up aren't you really So it's not just yeah. a case of I mean there are a couple of obvious ones Rickson Zenit No Oh, they're not in the Champions League no. this year either. I think some of the kind of big teams that you just know are in the Champions League this year. So, yeah, Man U, Chelsea, there must be a couple for that. So. Right, so is there anyone who's likely no, to have Henry, scored? Henrik Larson. Yes, there now. we go. Anyone else who's probably scored for Man U in the Champions League that's played for Celtic or Rangers? I hate when you do this, by the <laughs> way. You know we're going to get there in the end, but you're putting us under pressure straight away uh, that we should know it. We'll get there. Okay. That's fine, I'll leave it with you I just thought you would have more by now But okay, we'll leave it there Let's bring in Alex In the Gorbals Hi Alex How are we doing, panel? Alright Not bad at all, Good. Alex How are you? Not too bad, thanks Good man, good stuff What did you make of last night then? Eh, uh, I wasn't too, too impressed with the first half But one thing I'll, I'll say about Clark He's got them fighting And uh, the second half of performance Was uh, was a lot better Wasn't he was outstanding mm-hmm. But he seems to be getting us over the line And I'm happy with that yeah, the second half was was exactly kind of how I thought the game would be, Andy. That that's what I expected. First, just wasn't the first was way below. I didn't, yep. I did not anticipate <clears throat> Craig Gordon having to play such a big part. Um, and I feel like everyone was clearly in a we were down by you know because of the first half performance, and so because of that, the second wasn't it wasn't enough to raise people's spirits. You're never going to be happy by the end, um, but the second was probably kind of in line with how games like that tend to go. Yeah, I thought it was going to be stuffy. Um, as like I said, the biggest surprise was probably that 20-25 minute spell that the Pharaohs had where they probably had more possession than Scotland. They certainly had more of the chances with two or three. Uh, just thought Scotland just rushed their attacks a little bit or two. Two, you get to get the ball forward and then behind the Pharaohs' defence instead they're just having a bit of control and when you have a bit of control and the ball goes forward nine times out of ten it's waves the attack. And I think that's what happened in the second half. I don't think we created 
Listen, the second half was better. I still don't think we created numerous unbelievable chances, but certainly a few that uh, you'd fancy to tuck away. Right, tenuous comparison time, right? I have no idea if this has any relevance, but I'll give it a go. Last season in the Championship, people keep moaning because hearts aren't blowing teams away yeah. all the time that they should be. All of a sudden, you're playing better opposition, and yes, added to the squad a bit. Um, but but still sort of winning games at, at the same rate is, is there anything in that psychologically no, tactically when when you're an overwhelming favourite and it it just can't always be that simple but well, I, I, you look at it if you're the Faroe Islands you've got nothing to lose you're going into their games and uh, you're not expected to win games you're not expected to do much except for make it difficult and be organised and I think you can actually see they they, they, they were quite organised for the most part of the games and it's not even just you know you reference uh, Hearts in the Championship Rangers and Celtic have that issue every week going away from home in the SPL bigger budget but you know Bigger pull of quality Of players But a lot of teams Are going to make it Difficult for them And, and sometimes it takes A bit of luck or a, a, a late winner Which mm-hmm. we've been fortunate To get for the last two games But ultimately We've won ugly Play with a bit of freedom In it In the opposition Because there's no Expectancy on, on them at all And just touching About Rangers and Celtic So 80% of the time Rangers and Celtic play They try to be in control Of the ball uh, Majority wise Possession wise But the opposition can really just play relaxed. There's no pressure on them because mm-hmm. it's Rangers or it's Celtic and we're not meant to win this game anyway. Yeah, um, Alex, is there anything that still, I don't know if worries you is the right word or anything that you still think we can improve on, get better at? Yeah, I've got actually two two quick points if, if you don't mind. The first one, uh, I think we've got the two best last backs in the country by far. I've no problem with that. I think they're fantastic. Two of them, I can't, I can't say who's better at them. Two of them are fantastic. I don't think they complement each other and uh, we seem to play two left backs all the time I, I just don't see wherever it comes to uh, I think we've got to play pick your best left back which is hard to, to do but and play that uh, and the second point was one of the pundits says tonight the reason we, play, we played last night with Ryan Fraser out in the right was to get a more attacking attack game and young Nathan Patterson done more attacking seven minutes and uh, Ryan Fraser did the whole game. Yeah, yeah I, th- I, th- I think we we debunked that one. We, we did say that was clear. That was the intention from Stevie Clark. But then we kind of agreed that the modern fullback, you know, Patterson does give you. Um, interesting that Alex is still um, not sure about Tierney and Robertson because two two years, two three years ago, we were inundated with calls like that. Loads of people agreed. I kind of thought we were over it, but Alex still thinks there's an issue there. Would you play instead? I'm not, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure why I actually think. Listen, they both play to, to uh, because they're, they're both that good. And I think everyone agree, I'll agree when Steve Clark took the job. I think the system was to fit the two of them in. But I think it's a system now that actually suits Scotland. And, you know, we're talking about the progression with Scotland. I think it's made us better in both boxes. I think well, we're a lot tighter at the back. We're going away for. Uh, we're going away from home and at Hamden we look a lot more solid we've kept more clean sheets but ultimately we're scoring goals at the opposite end as well and I referenced it earlier Tierney and Robertson are a part of more than half of Scotland's assists so we're actually getting a return out of them, uh, the both of them in their positions as well Do you not think it looks like it is working now Alex? I mean it's not perfect clearly but do you not think we're getting more positives from it than negatives? I just think I just think last night that, uh, I, did, I, just I just don't think they complement each other and, and I can I can see it must be hard to drop one of them. It must be having like to any issues to do that. But can I make a quick point to Colin here? Sure. Colin, you obviously captain of Scotland, uh, centre back. Now, the first 20, 25 minutes of that game, 75 to 80% of that career attacking came down to our left hand side. Now, would you know that I have a, a right back that can defend 
rather than have a wing back that can't defend in beside you. Listen, absolutely, yeah, I'm with you on, on Alex and all of that. It's just that Steve Clark set his team out last night to be more offensive because we the expectancy of Scotland to go at the Pharaohs and put two, three goals past them. He wasn't looking in the same vein as he started on Saturday against Israel, who have shown in the past the capability of scoring so many goals. You've got to keep the back door closed, which in the in the fullness of the game last night we managed to do that. But it was purely and simply, from my from my opinion, only in my opinion, was that uh, Ryan Fraser could get up and support rather than provide, but also at the same time with Nathan Patterson, he's a defender, and yeah, you go away. See, I would have, I would have probably played Patterson over. Ryan Fraser, of course, hindsight's a great thing, and the game's gone and been finished, and everyone else. But you away from home because it, the, the level of these teams aren't like what they used to be. There is no easy gimmies. There is a two or three, but apart from that, the Pharaohs last night. Listen, mm-hmm. got to give them credit and respect in relation to what they did in the first uh, for twenty twenty five minutes in the first half. What about the Tierney Robertson thing? Um, like I said, it used to be a real hot topic. It had kind of got a bit quieter, but Alex is still not. Too convinced You feel like they work together Absolutely I mean I'd, I'd find it extremely difficult To try and replace one of them um, I think There was an argument Or a discussion at one time As to one plays And one doesn't play Sorry I'm really sorry I mean one's playing for Arsenal One's playing for Liverpool You know Tierney for me At Arsenal is a top player And whether he can go from Arsenal To a bigger club you Now if I'm in England Saying this on live radio <laughs> You'd get a few punters Ringing in I can tell you But honestly where he could he can go he can go bigger mm-hmm. um, and of course Andy Robertson at Liverpool they're going to be another threat in the champion in the Premiership this season uh, Alex we won't always agree but it was nice to have you on that was Alex and the Gorbals for the first time will you do it again at some point oh certainly good man nice to hear from you Alex and the Gorbals um, any more on this teaser okay, I was just about can you repeat the question please oh, just just, just once, one Andy more Kinchelskis. One more. Uh, is this Gordon DL I'm stuck with in here on a Wednesday night? Seriously. Since the millennium, yep. 11 players who've played for Celtic or Rangers yep. have scored in the Champions League so for, scored in this, right, okay. for a club who's in this season's Champions League. Right, okay. Right, I've got it. Right, so Avaladze. No. What? Celtic striker, Greek, played for Man City as well. I forget his name. Samaras? Samaras. There you go. No. Giorgio Samaras. Capuccio? Yes. Right. Was he there at the same time as you at Rangers? No, no, no. by about 10 years But one was, Bruno Alves Hold on Porto. a minute, there was not 10 years between him and Nuno Capuccio Oh, sorry, M- Porto, I'm looking at his Porto years I, right. My apologies Bruno Alves? Bruno Alves, yes Did you catch that one I mentioned, Andrew Conchelsius? He is not on the no. list um, Tori Andre Flo? Yes, alright, you're getting the hang of it now So we'll leave it there Tori Andre Flo, Nuno Capuccio, Henrik Larsson, Bruno Alves Let's bring in Carolyn in Mary Hill Hi Carolyn how are you doing, Colonel? Oh, I'm well, how are you? Uh, not bad. Good not stuff. Bad. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, I was just interested to hear a lot of the callers uh, following up with their opinions, and, and some of them are really good, uh, positive opinions as well. But I think that Scotland team, Steve, I'm really a great fan of Steve Clark. I never have been, right? But you've got to pat this guy in the back. He's, he's brought in a lot of young players, young players who are fighting. For this country, if you get what I mean, I've never had that opportunity. Mm-hmm. See Nathan Parson, he just blew it right out of the water last night. I mean, I've seen him doing it against Rangers as well. He was on for 16, what was it, a couple of minutes and they scored the Rangers. I can't remember what game it was, one of the European games. It was, uh, um, Antwerp was it? Awesome. Yeah, Antwerp at home. Yeah. That, that, that was the game I seen him in. It's obviously, I played a lot of women's football myself, so I was, I'm a natural left footer, but I was more like a wing back as well, where you run along 18 yard box, 18 yard box. And it's great to see players like that. 
you've got two on the left back, outstanding player. I would even, I mean, I'm a Rangers person, right, but you've got to praise these guys. Tierney, for me, young player, up and coming player, developed extremely well. You've got Nathan Patterson coming through the ranks. I think he needs to give him more of a chance. What he done last night coming on that part was un- unbelievable. The ball went out. Gilmore had the ball, puts it out to Patterson, what a cross he puts into the box. That whole team, that's a young, upcoming team. And when you're, like Andy touched in, two or three years ago, or going back, probably, like, I'm a bit older than Andy, but his generation as well, like yourself, Colin, we've had a lot of failures there. And I'm quite passionate about football, I love my football, and I like to see you doing well. But I kind of fell by the wayside with Scotland with all the failures. But... That, there are a lot of young players in there, and I think they're doing absolutely. You need to give these guys a pat in the back. They're like we touched in on the Faroe Islands. These teams as well. These teams are progressing just like us. They're, they're getting better all the time. We're coming up against you know teams like that. You probably think we should go away and just work the backside off them, but it's getting tougher for us. And that just shows you for where we've came, for where we were sitting at all the failures. We just gave up getting into the second half. You could just see our heads were down and. The, the, you know that Billy Gilmore as well what a player that guy is absolutely he brings a lot to the team as well yeah let's put some of that to the guys because I think you're, I think they're nodding along with everything uh, that, that Carlin's saying Andy wh- whether it's happening quick enough for people or not you'll never never know you never satisfy everyone but there actually has been quite a subtle um, evolution revolution whatever under Stevie Clark because as we now look Billy Gilmore is probably the first name on the team Or one of the first names In the team sheet at the moment Nathan Patterson's now Staking a claim These are two young guys Who came through At Rangers together Who came through The SFA's Performance school programme Together um, All of a sudden I know you know It's just on the bench But, but David Turnbull's On the bench Lewis Ferguson's in there We've brought a couple Of new young goalkeepers in Jack Hendry All of a sudden Imagine you said to someone A year ago yeah. Jack Hendry's a Potential mainstay of the team Our strike force is now Lyndon Dykes and Shea Adams Again two years ago Say that to someone So that It didn't happen overnight And does it seem like we're now Getting close to a a kind of formula That that can take us places Yeah And I'm looking at it When um, when the the Scottish FA appoints Steve Clark What's what's his ambitions What what are they expecting from him to, To get the best out of Scotland Progress Bring young players through into the squad Get us to a major tournament He's already ticked the three boxes and he's only been in the job over two years. So I think that, that listen, the future's bright. I, I've talked about it multiple times. I think we're progressing every game, every squad, every time the, uh, the squad meets up. And I hope, I think we said this in the summer as well, I hope it's not the first time in 23 years again we need to wait for a major tournament. And already, you know, only three months down the line, we're only a couple of steps away from getting to our uh, first World Cup mm. since 98. He. Is uh, You can't avoid him You cannot avoid talking about Billy Gilmore mm. After a Scotland game at the moment Now last night probably not his absolute best Because no one was And we didn't have the control that, that he's he's been used to at times But the impact Colin in the last Enormous Yeah few games. enormous I mean I think it was in the 12th minute last night He um, he broke forward And I think he played about two or three wall passes off His, um, his colleagues And you're thinking I'm thinking to myself You know what if maybe maybe a bit more something smaller up front, a bit more quicker off the mark than the two than the, the lads that we had. I mean, Ryan Christie playing a little bit deeper than Lyndon Dykes. You think of the little slot, that little slide rule pass into them. He's looking for it. He's looking for it a lot. I'm not saying he doesn't have the players playing for Scotland that he has at club uh, club level. Although he's playing for Norwich at this minute in time, and he's going to find it extremely hard. Him and Grant Hanley are going through a right rigorous test at this minute in time in the Premiership in England. Um, 
but you've got you've got to give every credit to the lad. Um, yeah, first first name in the team sheet. Yeah, funny you mentioned that, Andy. Just over two years ago, Stevie Clark's first Scotland game. There's some similarities. Um, David Marshall played in goal. We've possibly seen the last of him, or, or there or thereabouts. Charlie Mulgrew played. Scott McKenna partnered him at the back. Kenny McLean started. Um, Eamon Brophy led the line. James Forrest played. You know, and you look at the bench. It had guys that are long gone. You know, from the international setup. So there's. there's there has been quite a turnaround in that time. And back in that time, I can remember when you're talking about predicting Scotland lineups. There's almost seven, eight positions where you're not sure who's going to play. Now I think you've got a guaranteed eight or nine. So they've Changed. actually got a solid core of a team moving forward. And I think Steve Clark almost now knows roughly what his best eleven is going mm. into games, uh, albeit if everyone's fit. And th- at the end of the day, we've got we've got people fighting uh, fighting for places and competition for places to come in. You know, look at the the game last night. Although Callum McGregor comes out, you're still looking at Scott McTominay in the midfield. It's it's not a bad like for like. Uh, thank you, Carolyn. It was lovely to hear from you this evening. Any more on this teaser, you two? Bellamy. Yeah, great shout. That is well done. I think I might have a better one for Liverpool. Kiriakos. No. I'll just I'll just leave you, Andy, to kind of continue that. Um, Arteta score for PSG. No. Okay, I'm, we'll we'll leave it there. I'm give you some too long, me. Give you some. Well, that might help you. I'll dangle that clue again Who might have scored in the Champions League for Man United And has also played up here for Celtic or Rangers I'll leave that with you here We'll get the answer next Number one for football in Glasgow and the West 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Colin Hendry and Andy Halliday are here You can still get in touch on 0141-951-1025 or tweet us at Clyde SSB That's what AJ Johnson's done He's given a go um, Or he's having a go I should say At this full time teaser 11 players have played For Celtic or Rangers Since the millennium uh, They've scored in the Champions League For a club Who are in the Champions League This season So guys like Bruno Alves He did it for Porto Played for Rangers Henrik Larsson Did it for Man U Played for Celtic obviously Craig Bellamy uh, Nuno Capuccio Torre Andre Flo During the break What did we get Colin? There was a There was a link to a team that you were involved in up oh, here yeah, What uh, was it? Roy Keane Roy Keane yeah, yeah. What was the link? Well his first game Was uh-huh. the defeat by Clyde And I managed Clyde There we are so After we got, Joe Muller We got there Roy Keane Andy uh, The De Boers Which one? Ronald No And Frank <laughs> <laughs> Just Frank So there we go You've only got one Ollie Buck Do you score for Leipzig? No not in the Champions League Four to get Michael Ball No Can I Gattuso Yes there we go, only three to get So we'll leave it there uh, And we'll see how we get on uh, Let's play a clip from the, the skipper Shall we, Andy Robertson See what he made of last night Yeah, massive one um, It's turned out to be a huge three points You know, probably the less said about the performance The better really um, You know, we weren't at our best First half we were we were poor They were on every second ball We needed Craigie What a save he's made um, You know, it could have been a lot different And like when you come to these places, I feel, you know, people just expect you to get, you know, easy points. But, you know, you've seen Austria only won 2-0 and they scored, you know, late. Denmark scored, you know, in the 85th, 86th minute 1-0. So we knew it was going to be tough. But, you know, Saturday was a really, you know, emotional, everything, adrenaline going into the game and how it ended and everything. And maybe the lads had a wee bit of a hangover from that. I don't know. But, um, you know, when games are like that, it's so important to get there in the end. You know, we could easily be standing here now nil and, you know, November's already tough, but it would have made it a lot, lot harder. So, so important to get the three points glad we got there in the end and um but we'll need to be a lot better than that uh, going forward david's in lanarkshire david what's your point tonight 
Yes, uh, I'd just like to make the point. I mean, go back, go back even to the Austria game or the Israel games before the Austria game. Uh, the defence was tight. They didn't lose much. And uh, one player in particular for Israel, a guy called Solomon, who had him in his back pocket, Stephen O'Donnell, all of a sudden, all the Rangers fans start coming on and shouting for Nathan Patterson. Last two games, defence has been shaky. Stephen O'Donnell front the side, shaky defence. I, I, I think the guy, as an angry Motherwell fan, I think the guy has been harshly treated. He's never let Scotland down. It's funny how when all the Rangers fans come on, start shouting for Nathan Parson to come in, who comes in, who makes some, some okay. They won the two games. Uh, Nathan Parson makes a couple of mistakes. You're talking about defence, no been steady. Go back before the Austria game. What did Stephen O'Donnell do? Never let Scotland down. Had the top Israel players in his back pocket. Solomon never kicked a ball. And yet, who was one of the guys that, that nearly... Uh, run the show for Israel the other night there with Solomon so what does that tell you? Well I mean Nathan Patterson did set up the goal last night and obviously he wasn't at fault for any of the first half defensive shakiness because he, he didn't play No but I mean why drop why? I mean you're going in there looking for games you're looking for things that's steady common sense mm. tells you the guy said Solomon in his back pocket every game we played with Israel and all of a sudden we're playing Israel again and it gets dropped. Yeah, I mean, Andy, I like to think that we can influence people. I'm not sure Stevie Clark picked Nathan Patterson because of Rangers fans coming on here and, yeah. and moaning about it. Wait. I almost don't like talking one up without detrimenting the other as well. I think that was done when Stephen O'Donnell was playing about bringing Patterson in and now Patterson's in. I don't like doing the same about when Stephen O'Donnell doesn't play. Um, I can't remember uh, Stephen O'Donnell had Solomon in his back pocket or not But one thing I will say He's obviously a very very good player I think we touched on it I think Nathan Parkson had a, a rough period in the first half But he bounced, bounced back and had an excellent second half And was part of a Scotland team that, that performed very very well And listen I've gave, I've gave uh, Stephen O'Donnell umpteen bits of credit When I've been on the show you know, His performance against uh, you know Austria he wasn't great going forward but it was his first game for over six weeks but he was part of a Scotland team that kept a clean sheet at a very very tough venue he was part of a, you know, a Scotland team mm. that got a clean sheet at Wembley he took criticism for his other two performances at Hamden but he's done there's a reason Steve Clark trusted him in a lot a lot of big games but in my opinion is I think Nathan Patterson will be Scotland's next right back for the next 10 year and I think that you know, everyone's touched on it how, how much you see his career and his path going and we've seen Plenty of glimpses now to show that he's going to be a top top fullback, but I don't like talking one up mm-hmm. while talking down the other. Yeah, have they not now both just shown, Colin, that yeah. depending the game, depending yeah. the challenge, they can both be trusted and they yeah, can yeah, both tried, do a job and it's Steve, good. Stephen O'Donnell tried and tested, um, never really let anyone down at all. I mean, you could maybe criticise him a little bit in the, you know, from his attacking sense. I think he did an opportunity against Austria where, but it's a defender <laughs> in, a, yep. in a foreign area, you know, attacking. Um, and maybe Steve Clark just thinks that uh, the future is Nathan Patterson which I think we all realise that is probably going to be it whether he's at Rangers or whether he's not um, because there's words you know people mm-hmm. in England talking about interested in him and everything else maybe just gives us a little bit extra maybe just that little bit better but it's, it's purely and simply up to Steve Clark. Don't worry about it, David. I know all about angry Motherwell fans. It was nice to speak to you. Let's leave it there because we're running out of time. And I do want to get your thoughts, Andy Halliday, about going back to Ibrooks with Hearts on Saturday. Oh, no, listen, I can't wait. It was obviously the first um, 
first game I looked for on the fixture list was announced at the start of the season. Uh, you know, I, of, of course, everyone knows I love my time there, but always felt a bit, you know, not bitter, but disappointed the fact that I never got, got to say goodbye to, to people I had a relationship with for five years. So it'd be great to go back at the weekend and see some familiar faces and, and give them a hug and ultimately going there with, with a, a Hearts team that's flying high at the moment. But obviously, Rangers are the team to to catch at the top of the table so far so it's going to be a tough game for, but from a personal stamp, uh, standpoint I can't wait to see a few familiar faces a belief though that Hearts can go and get something why not unbeaten in the first eight league games um, we're doing obviously very very well at the moment uh, at the minute but like I said Rangers are still the, the team to beat top of the table I think there's always a bit of a realism when you go away to the old firm you need to sort of catch them in an off day and you to beat mm. your very very best but I always think you know we at Hearts we've had a lot of, a lot of praise since the start of the season and rightly so but I don't think you're a, a really really good team to go and beat the Glasgow side so really, really Andy you can go there like we were talking about earlier about freedom play, freedom yeah. absolutely yeah. and you know what there's a joke in there about you knowing the home bench but you'll get to see what the away bench is like but I can't do it to you in your birthday no. I just can't do it I, exactly. won't, I, won't, I won't make that joke you've had a it's a special week for you and I'll, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt right quick on this teaser Van Bronckhorst no but Stephen his countrymen Gidash. stick with his countrymen quickly Dutch an obvious one from Van recently, yes. Who else? Um, oh, you'll never get him. You'll never get him. Forget that. Um, no, I had one. I had one in my right. Played for Liverpool and Celtic and played for so many teams down south. Oh, Irish. Yes. Oh, no. I, Robbie Keane. Yes, Robbie Keane. The last one, will we just forget it? Celtic and Ajax. A gat? No. Do you know play for Ajax? Dutch winger. We barely saw him up here. Bobby Pear. No. Dirk Boritka. Oh, never. Oh, never. Right, thank you, Colin and Andy. Back Cheers. tomorrow at six. Callum's up next.